Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. So many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the sh- I this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Very much looking forward oh. to this. Oh, mate, I'm so excited. It's part two of our flight attendance special, episode 21. Fuck, mate, we made it there. Not many people do, but we've gotten to episode 21. You should be proud. I'm proud. I am proud. I've got a special key, plaque, and- <laughs> the old 21. I know you're still on the sunny Gold Coast, and now I am also in Queensland. Welcome to the Sunshine State, mate. We're in, uh, we're in Brizzy in a quarantine hotel. We're on day three. How's it going? Day three of 14 days. Oh, that's all right. You'll be fine. Man, it's actually fine. <laughs> I had to pay for a second room. So there's two rooms because I've got to do the radio show out of one of them. You just can't have a kid running around yeah. while you try and do that shit, um, while you're trying to hand out icy cold cans of Coke. Yeah. Um, so we've got two rooms and you can fucking – it's a bit um, – I've described it as – it's less because people go, you're in lockdown, tw- you know, 23 hours a day. They give you a little bit of time outside mm. in a restricted area. But I've had, like, Marto that I work with, he dropped off weights. He dropped off a couple of eskies. What do you mean? Just leaves them at the door? Yeah, leaves them down at reception and then the army bring them up. The army and the cops bring them up for you. Oh, nice. Because um, it's, it's army and cops everywhere. And for, who knew they'd run an operation a bit better than a private security firm hiring people <laughs> with fucking certificate ones and door watching off WhatsApp. Um and you get Uber Eats and there's Netflix, so it's less jail. It's a bit more Pablo Escobar jail. You know what I mean? You can yeah, yeah. I, you should take the opportunity to start clicking at cops and shit. Just click them. Click it. <laughs> Just put it down over there, mate. That sort of thing. <laughs> You'd know this. You'd know this already from being a Queenslander. Rules up here, very different to Victoria. Our mates that were in quarantine when they came back from the US, they said they got one bottle of wine, so the maximum they could have in their room is one bottle of wine between each of them each day. Yeah. Or a six-pack between them, so three beers each. In Queensland, it's two bottles of wine and two six-packs per person per day. Great. That's Yeah, it's a bit more reasonable, isn't it? Yeah, they know you're in here for a bit, so they give you a cheeky... That's a fair what's bit that, of booze. That's almost 30 standard drinks per person per day. Yeah, right. Your <laughs> missus could get hammered because you're not having any of that. 
Yeah, I know. I want to start drinking again, but it's going to turn into – I'll fucking turn into Jack Nicholson in The Shining, yep. I reckon, if I start drinking by myself in a hotel <laughs> with my family. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think – like, is your your spare room, is that across the hall or something? Like, you no, can... no, it's connected. There's two double uh... door – man, there's two double doors, so both of us have to open the doors at the same time for us to cross, you know, if yeah. I'm working in here. But the other thing I could do if I fucking had balls – is I could just not open my door and stay in here by myself for the next two weeks. Oh, you, yeah, you wouldn't have balls at the end of that. Imagine the day coming out of that. Fuck. Just saying hi down in reception at the release time. That'd be, you need the army and the cops. Guys, oh, you've got to either let oh, make me great. stay an extra day or let me out a day early. Yeah. I don't want to face this. <laughs> just be flanked by the cops carrying your bags for you. Treat. <laughs> anyway, mate, we better get stuck in here. There's, Let's uh, do it. It's pretty good stuff. I have been looking forward to this. Uh, uh, I mean, we could start small. There's a few small little things and then a fucking clanger to end up. Yeah. Um, and by the way, thank, a few flight attendants have hit us up on Instagram and uh, at Midflight Brawl, or you can send us an email at midflightbrawlpod at gmail.com. Just saying thanks, you know. They were pretty happy that we've um, we've been showcasing them letting their hair down on the job. Yeah, well, the the last guy on this one, I assume every flight attendant has like his picture, like a like a mural of him on their wall with a halo around it, <laughs> with little, some little shrine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> say a prayer to him each day. The yeah, true saint of travel is this bloke. Pre pre him though, there's a couple of couple of unknowns. Uh, we're looking at. We can start small. Is American Airlines flight two two three two Dallas Fort Worth to Chicago. March 9, cast your mind back, 2012. It was at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, home of Good airport. only seven plane crashes since 1985 for a total of 151 deaths. So right. um, I take that back. Yeah. It, but this flight hadn't even taken off yet from Dallas, and a flight attendant's picked up the mic. All these things today... <laughs> Like our problems with the PA system, they all involve the PA system and it being used to a flight <laughs> attendant's advantage. It's fucking sick. Um, and uh, what what they've done is this, this one. She's just picked up the PA and said, "Look, this plane has to return to the gate. I'm getting off. My career is no good. I'm bankrupt. If this plane crashes, it's not my fault." She said. Well, though, really is. I've seen every episode of Air Crash Investigations. Yet to see one where the flight attendants have been blamed yeah. by yeah. the <laughs> by the NTSB or whatever it's called. Oh, back you know, when, where they're going through the wreckage. Yeah, they go, yeah. Hold on. Back when men were men and flight attendants could just root the root the um the pilots <laughs> in the cockpit while they're flying. Maybe it'd be their fault then. But uh, not anymore. Can't do that. Got to knock on the door. Back that sort when of business. Men were men. <laughs> all this all this was done in a mix of Spanish and English, and uh, fellow oh, attendant. Spanglish. Yeah, Spanglish. Yeah. A fellow attendant tried to calm her down but got shouted down in Spanglish. Then two passengers, one flight attendant who ended up with a broken wrist and two deadheading pilots pinned her to a seat till they got back to the gate and handed her over to the feds, no oh, less. Jesus. So, um, you, hey, know. you know what, though? bit better than the one we heard about last week where they're like, calm down, get on with your fucking job. She oh, did yeah. the return leg. Yeah, I'd prefer to. Yeah, I'd prefer to get rid of her if I was on the flight. No charges, <laughs> yeah, but- of course, in the fallout from this. It, uh, bit of a fizzer. This story yet again. 
It wasn't her. It was bipolar disorder and that with a combo of prescription drugs. Oh, what a combo. I mean, the more this goes, I realise no one ever in history has ever done anything wrong <laughs> since pills have been in blister packs. That's probably solid 100 years since any human's ever done anything wrong. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's incredible. You know what I will say? I've only been to Dallas-Fort Worth Airport once, and uh, for the Aussies listening, if you're ever flying to America, but when they eventually put out the fire, that is the country, um, if you're going to fly to America and you've got to connect, cannot cannot give a bigger thumbs up to that airport versus Los Angeles International Airport. Why? Which when you land at LAX, it makes you feel like you've done something wrong oh, just for travelling yeah. there. Yeah. They're pumped. They're pumped to see you. That Texas hospitality. Good good people. Good people, yeah. stiff drinks. They, I ordered a Bloody Mary and they put four shots of vodka in there and the bartender said, the bartender said, you're flying to New York, that's a long flight. Yeah, nice. Four shots of body. Man, they're, thank they're, you. They are friendly down there. It must be said. It's uh, bigger than Texas. Their um, their personalities. I wish I'd kicked off on that plane now on that connecting flight because it wouldn't have been my fault. It was booze. Booze. It wasn't served by you. Like it was. It was the guy's fault who gave who friendly bartender who gave you too much. Um, I had a Panadol for a sore back. We know that's a lethal combination. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's got a back should just be allowed to do what the fuck they want. <laughs> should be a rule. Um, one of my favourite cases in this entire flight attendant situation that we're looking into is um, this is very good. It's it's on Falcon Air. Uh, cast your mind back to June 11, 1998. What we're looking at here is Portland to... Mazatlan, Mexico. And, and we uh, go, are we talking Portland, Oregon or Portland, Portland Maine? Portland, Oregon. So but good airport as well. PDX. A lot of greenery. Yeah. Nice spot. So <laughs> it's some, uh, you know, some people after some surf and sand for the summer. 150 spring breaker, frat house style American brouhaha types. They love breaking up from what I've seen in the movies. Yeah. And the movies is exactly <laughs> like America. Um, Road trip. Road trip, screaming things like road trip and spring break, top of their fucking voices, I assume. Out of car window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just this, just their feet left in the vehicle. Yeah. 98% of their body. <laughs> yeah, they got a toe jammed in the in the electric window that's up, yeah. Um, they've, charted, <laughs> they've charted a whole plane, this mob, so you can imagine the cheering. And they've just, oh, to get themselves hell. to Mexico, high school students celebrating graduation, right? Mm. So underage technically, although the Americans I see in the movies and on TV and, and Americans in general, they look fucking old. Like they could, are they 20 <laughs> when they finish high school? Because they've got moustaches and shit. And Are you talking like based on sitcoms and stuff? Just, a, yeah, well, real life, yeah, yeah sitcoms. Um, yeah. <laughs> They just fucking look old, Americans. Do they yeah. have to? Have they evolved to that point because they're trying to get served alcohol because it's 21 too much, Yeah, too much chicken breast and fucking big gulps, are you yeah. saying? <laughs> oh, testosterone. Yeah, fuck it. It's those big teeth and big square jaw, like Roger Ramjet jaws and shit that they've got, like 15-year-olds. Yeah. Plus they're all in the gym and shit at about 12. That, that can't yeah, help. Yeah, it's because, it's because here in Australia, like a bunch of fucking idiots, we use sugar instead of corn syrup. 
Mate, just get that fucking corn syrup in you. Yeah, oh, corn. Corn's ruined that country. Like a lot of people point to guns and bad attitudes and egos and the American dream, but I reckon corn's done more damage yeah. than anything. They fucking <laughs> ripped out every tree between New York State and California and just planted corn. Wonder why there's so much fucking dust and shit and fucking- Wonder why they got to dig, the, uh, dig the rivers a bit deeper at Disneyland because yeah. people are weighing down the rides. <laughs> That's happened now over in Venice, cruise ships. I remember a few years ago in Venice, they had all these signs up saying don't let cruise ships in. Then yep. the cruise ships finally won. And now in Venice, you know the little, um, what are the little fucking oh, the boats called? The gondolas. Oh, the little gondolas where someone sings. They've had to limit the passenger numbers on there. One. Because they're, cause they're <laughs> one bloke and his wife gets a different one, that sort of thing. <laughs> so romantic. They're try, yelling across the river to each other. And try and roll them next to each other so they can hold hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're weighing down gondolas. Fucking. <laughs> Thanks, how, corn syrup. Oh shit! How long till they're till they're sort of limiting cruise ship passengers because of the same thing? That'd be that'd be impressive, wouldn't it? If like everyone's two hundred kilos, yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus just, Christ! Just save the hassle and put them in submarines. It's not like they're hopping off at the places anyway. Just put a buffet in a fucking tube in the, in the yeah. water. <laughs> TV screens along the side, so they think they're yeah. they're seeing stuff. Um, <laughs> So this is the, these people's parents, right? These kids, 150 of them. Their parents forked out 525 USD a pop. It was through a travel company that uh, we'll get to in a sec. And they, they all got served booze <laughs> underage yeah. on the plane, and uh, they can't drink at 21. I mean, they legally can, but we've spoken about this before. When I worked at that summer camp, they would three beers and people are falling over. Yeah, I know. You, you do meet the odd sepo who just, you know, when you're at a bar with one, they'll just yell out shots or something. They just, they love that shit. It's disgusting. But they can't just do a good session and, you know, knock off 20 beers like the rest of us humans. Yeah, but we can drink a lot more beer than them, but they're better at spirits because they're used to that free pour system, which has fucking almost killed me a few times. Yeah. God, I've only had four whiskeys. I fucking. It's like when they say, I feel full because I had two slices of pizza. You yeah. go, fucking what's wrong with you? Then you see the size of their slices and you go, good effort. Oh, yeah, the triangle, the big New York style <laughs> fucking bigger than your head slice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's, um, you'll never guess how how long into the flight something actually happened that was newsworthy. Two to three hours? Two and a half. Two and a half hours and Seppos. Hold on, it's all lined up. Two and a half hours into the flight, right? A flight attendant announced on the PA that he wanted to host a wet t shirt competition, at which point the male passengers on board ponied up $60 between them for prize money. Hold on, didn't you say there was about 150 of them on there? Yeah, I, I guess not everyone got into the spirit of things or the. What, only the- three blokes? What's going on? <laughs> here's the here's the thing. Two, two girls volunteered, right? But obviously, that's that's just not enough. You need five. Everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> the dude on the PA said things to the tune of, "We're not landing this plane until you girls get wet. We've only got so much fuel." That's a threat. <laughs> well, what's the name of this airline again? Falcon Air. This will surprise you. It's a proud Miami, Florida company. Oh, I'm in Miami. Yes, it is. <laughs> they, uh, oh, this company, man. That 
they were, they were under investigation, but they got through it. <sighs> company started in 1995 and ended in both 2006 when they filed for bankruptcy and then again in 2015 when they went bust after losing a government contract and owing employees heaps of cash. The travel company, uh, Cirque Venick Anderson Travel, they were in the shit too over this particular incident. The orientation, you know how when you're on a, some sort of camp or something, there's heaps of people, you get like a pep talk from whoever's yeah. in charge or the convener or the fucking pervert, you know, Kentucky bus tour. <laughs> Spirituality. Bloke, yeah. yeah. The orientation for this trip involved this quote. I'll make this quick because I know you want to get drunk and have sex and I don't want to keep you from that. So that was That's the That's how it started. That's it. Yep. That was his welcome to country. Yes. Wow. Spit <laughs> on the nose. Cirque <laughs> so, Vinick Anderson is a Phoenix-based travel company, generated over 452 inquiries in one month to the Arizona Attorney General about its surf and sun tours. But in their defence, only six deaths through their organised holidays <laughs> in and out of court for about a decade before folding. That's post this incident, though. Like, the, you know, this is early early days for, for Cirque Vinick. We covered earlier, I think we spoke about Thomas Cook Airlines and in the UK they also folded and they were a travel company first. So as soon as your travel company starts getting, you know, these grand ideas about why don't we just have the planes, then we make more cash. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Corner the market. One of the- I wouldn't get on fucking Flight Centre Air- there's no way. Fuck no, I wouldn't let him walk into one. I would now. They're all empty. <laughs> Quite nice. Um, one of the one of the girls, right? Yeah. She said she was in the cockpit for about fifteen minutes, getting judged by the pilots. So pilots oh had to God. judge the wet t-shirt competition. Uh, pilots obviously wanted to do a good job, not rush into such an important decision. Did um, they use the pilot alphabet for the cup size? You know what I mean? <laughs> Check this out. We got a pair of double deltas over here. You know, but yeah. they still <laughs> It's minimum bravo, we'll get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um if you really want to know, the contestant number three was a winner. But some fucking joy vacuum has filmed it all, the whole thing, and put it onto the into the public domain, ruining everything for everyone. Did you see that? We've got some audio from the video here. This is one one of the flight attendants saying, this contestant needs a bit more water. Oh, it's great. I mean, the whole thing came out because I dare say contestant number three wasn't a complainant. She's just fucked off with her 60 bucks cash. Thanks very much. But um, Straight in the skyrocket. It's oh, going to yeah. get you a few drinks down in Mexico. Well, it was... It was sort of like one of the other contestants' mothers who first filed a complaint. Then it was a, then it was fucking stacks on. Floodgates were open. And everyone jumped in. Said, "Look, my my kids weren't that happy with their holiday either. Got to take it out on someone. Yeah. Might as well take it out on the poor bloke who's just trying to have fun on the plane and create an <laughs> inclusive environment for everybody." Just the Miami-based airline. Yeah, it's, it's um, a shame. Nineteen ninety-eight. Is that though. the first airline? Yeah, not oh nineteen ninety-eight. It's yeah. pretty early on for someone to have. a cell phone footage, but they did. Pretty cool. Big, bit grainy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the Miami airline, do you re- what do you reckon the first inquiry was when you open a Miami-based airline? Is the first inquiry, can we get white seats? Do you reckon that? <laughs> <laughs> white vinyl seats to match the pants and the shoes. 
and the shoes and the T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and the sunnies. <laughs> All the flight attendants got fired immediately off this and the pilots received long suspensions and that was it. And they just Falcon Air were just free to continue their business as usual. Pilots got back on, whatever. <laughs> 1998 though, I don't reckon that. I reckon now that had shut an airline. Oh, most definitely. That's game over. Yeah. Game over in 2020. Bucket nanny stuff. Probably just two male pilots on the same flight. That'll get you a blog. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we better, we better get into the uh, headline act for this entire two part special. This guy is an absolute legend. Just to give you a little bit, I, I love his honesty. We'll just give you a little snippet before we get into this. Were you drinking on the job that day? Yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Honest, straight out of the gate. Like you rarely get a one-word answer out of someone for that sort of thing. He's one of the one of the few people whose name is available. Airlines are pretty cagey about naming and shaming staff. Happy to tell us names when there's a feel-good story, such as Captain Chesley Sully Sullenberger, thinking, mm. oh, hopefully everyone will like him and watch the movie, including but not limited to anti-Semites who might not notice the abbreviation. Let's tell everyone his fucking name. That was a miracle on the Hudson, mate. Oh, yeah, I know. It's amazing. Cap- Captain Sully. My favourite is the air crash investigations about that because the movie Hollywooded up, but in the movie they um, they don't show you when he called into, I believe it was Newark International Airport in New Jersey. Yeah. So if you don't know, it's the story where the pilot landed the plane on the Hudson River. Incredible work. The birds, he got bird strikes into both engines and went, fuck this, I'm putting it in the drink, let's have a crack. When he called Newark to check um, if he could land there and the, he said, how far off are we from Newark? And the and the guy in the air, in the um, air traffic tower said, oh, say 12 miles away, he goes, ah, too far, I'm just going to put it in the water. And the guy the guy in the air traffic controller started freaking out. He's like, oh, what'd you say? He said, you heard me. I'm going to put it in the water. Like he was very like, shut up, cunt. Yeah. I'm on the plane. You're in the tower. Why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> he also said on Fox News when they interviewed him and said there's two uh, bird strikes on your engines um, in that moment, did you pray? And he said, of course not. There was a job to do. <laughs> Sick. That's great. So actual Sully's a fucking legend. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's great. Well, this guy um, who's, uh, in my in my mind, just as good, Stephen Slater, he's the bell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've worked many a job involving customers and done all I can to just get them because, as a general rule, the public are fucking contemptible, but especially you, in an enclosed space. Some of my favourite stories of yours, Heggy, about when you managed a bottle shop oh, in yeah. Brisbane. yeah. And what you do to some of those customers? I think the other week you told us about how you just you just wait, you just wait to open the door. You'd open late, knowing full well that the despos were just standing out there waiting okay. for you to open. Yeah, I'd hide under the counter, so and they they're all putting their faces up to the window <laughs> to see if they can see in. Where is this prick? And I'd just be hiding, watching them. I'd hide in the fridge, eating some knobby's nuts. Yeah. Sometimes I'd hide in the fridge and just watch them through the through the shelves while they're standing at the counter, just wondering how long I can leave them there. They're waiting, looking around, that sort of thing. That and the the shake up. I used to love the shake up. Like someone would come in and say, "Can I have a six pack of Forex?" You go, "What? The one sitting right behind you in that fridge?" Yeah, sure. I'll go and get a special one around the back. I just go in the back and just shake the shit out of it. And you you wouldn't even see the results, but often they'd open one in the car 
on the way home. <laughs> Fucking pigs. Only once I saw it in the car park, a guy went out and sat in the car and opened one. It just and the windscreen just went <laughs> like just like white. He shot himself. Yeah. <laughs> Oh fuck him! That's so good. Also, like your uh, if when somebody doesn't say please, what was your oh three times or a please? Strategy? That's the policy. Three times or a please. So I beg your pardon. Make them say the same thing three times. <laughs> if they don't say please in those three times, I'll just do it anyway. But they've had to say it three times, and they're fucking angry. I uh, one one time actually, this is this, what a bottle shop. One of my favourite things, one of the best days of my life, in fact, was getting back at customers. I used to work in this. I was working in a kitchen, just cooking in this pub in in England, and it, it was a really nice little village pub. And the, the food was nice. It was a beautiful little pub, and the owner was a bit rough for those parts. It was a bit of a posh sort of village, and he was a yeah. rough head, and so it was I, obviously. But everyone else was real posh, and he came in. He he did a great job. He's a great cook and a good host. And he, he came in and said, uh, oh, Heggy, can you go tell Table 4 to fuck off? I said, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, you heard me. Just just go out and tell them. I've had enough of them. Just tell them to fuck off. I said, man, are you, are you sure? This is probably going to be the best day of my life. <laughs> and I don't want you to fucking take it away from me. He goes, no, go, go do it. So I went out and just <laughs> said to these four old posh people, this one, like I've just been speaking to the owner, and uh, fuck off, all of you. And they're like, oh, poor, poor, young man, what did you say to us? And I was like, you heard me. Uh, Fuck off. <laughs> and then I went and stood at the door and just held the door open and just kept mouthing the words <laughs> fuck off at them across the restaurant until they got all their shit and left. Excellent. I still that's think about it. That's the closest a healthy adult can get to a make a wish, I reckon, is. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's why I love Slater so much. That's your tats lotto. You're on the news with a big check that just had fuck off on it. <laughs> Man, it's unreal. It's such a satisfying thing. I I still sometimes think about that day, and it was such a good – it just made my fucking month. Like I just kept thinking yeah. about it for, for ages after that. I said, well, that's, <laughs> this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's why I like this bloke so much. He just, he just fucking had enough. And he's, he's probably the most famous of all flight attendants ever. And uh, we're talking JetBlue Airlines, flight 1052 Pittsburgh to New York – August 9, 2010. In Pittsburgh, everyone was jostling for position with their carry-on bags, which pissed him off. The, the flight's gone ahead, and after landing in New York, Stephen Slater of Queens, 39-year-old veteran flight attendant, 20-plus years in the game. Can you imagine? Uh, he got hit in the 20 years. 20 years. 20-plus. And he's only 39. Yep. He yeah, grew up loving planes, this bloke. And his dad, I think his dad might have been a pilot or airline worker of some description, but he worked around airlines since he was a kid. Stephen got hit in the head right while the plane was taxiing in New York because some woman got up and pulled her bag out of the locker after being told numerous times to sit down. That's something to piss. I fucking hate people jumping up and trying to be first when you're getting off a plane. Yuck. You haven't flown since all this coronavirus shit kicked off, have you? No. Man, it's the fucking best. We flew up to Brisbane from Melbourne and that, first of all, the flight's less than half full. They say at the end, it's like, stay seated, we'll call your row to stand up and grab your stuff. Oh, I really nice. get to talk down to you now and I enjoy it. Great. Because I'm not being spoken down to. I'm like, yeah, of course, that should have been the rule from the start. I, I hope it continues as a rule when things are, like humans go back to being fuckwits. 
eventually, but like I, I hope that that's a continuation one. Well, if you've ever flown Etihad or Emirates and you're flying around the UAE and other parts of the Middle East, the planes coming in to land, they're still a good 25,000 feet off the ground and people are already grabbing bags. <laughs> They're not. They're not waiting for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> they're standing next to the flight attendants as the wheels touch down. Ah, oh, fuck! I hate people do. They all think they're gold star families or something. Just got to get up, and be first <laughs> off the fucking plane. You see the same heads at the baggage carousel. Why the Why the fuck did you rush? I can't stand them. <laughs> so he's um. This has pissed him off too. It's just added to his to his bad mood. He, he asked her to apologise, rather like people do when they're trying to train a fucking toddler about society. She refused to apologise and instead swore at him. And he, he just, by this stage, he'd had enough. Like two solid decades of the public. So um, the plane was slowing up as it got toward the gate. So Stephen grabbed the PA and kicked off. And uh, he said, and I quote, to the person who told me what to do, you can go fuck yourself. In fact, you can all go fuck yourselves. I'm out of here grabbed a couple of beers and left. He then grabbed his bags and a few beers before activating the emergency chute and sliding to freedom. So fucking good. He's been wanting to do that for 20 years. He had thought about it. He said he's, he's thought about it a lot. One day he just lost his mind. Who hasn't? Fucking unreal. Two beers and down the slide, I assume that's how everybody gets off a Jetstar Perth to Bali flight. I assume they don't even go to the aero bridge. They just pop those slides. You got someone down the bottom just lining jet skis up at the bottom of the slide so you'd straight onto it. <laughs> I love this bloke so much. A proper snapping at work. Well, he's great. I mean, after this, right, he's just gone home. He just walked off the tarmac, got in his car and drove home. And then there's like later on there's fucking helicopters, snipers, you know, five cop cars, just fucking overkill (laughs) shit that they do over there at his house. He's walked down going, what the fuck? He's already in like his, not pyjamas, but near enough. Um, Yeah. And he's getting marched out to the paddy wagon like that. It's pretty good. (laughs) So he's obviously, he's become a social media folk hero because this is right in the, not the birth of social media, but it was in its infancy, 2010, and um, people wanted a hero, and they fucking got one. And um, despite that, and everyone who loved him on social media, he was charged with criminal mischief, reckless endangerment, oh. and criminal criminal trespass. Spent a couple of nights in the pen for it. You know where he fucked up? What? He grabbed two beers. Are you reckon? If he if he just had a little pack of fucking die as a Pam or something and pop one of those and slid down the chute. He could have blamed it on that. <laughs> they don't have the same view on Miller Lite. <laughs> well, it's your fault, buddy. Yeah, he's not, he's not off the hook yet with his, uh, with his renegade ways. He, it, Slater appeared on over a dozen TV shows after this. They all fucking loved him, all got him on, because everyone can relate with that. Anyone who's served the public, anyone who hasn't can get fucked. Like, they need, like every kid needs to serve the public at some stage. 20 years is a stretch. But, um, yeah, I've got a minimum, I think, like uh, South Korea with their military service. You do two years in the military. I reckon everyone should have to do two years of any sort of job where you've got to deal with the public, be it retail or at a you know bar or a restaurant. You know. Absolutely, yeah. Just something where you have to deal with the fucking dregs. Oh, I'm not looking forward to putting my kids through it, but I'm going to do it. They're going to have to work at a restaurant yeah, or, or at a shop or something. Otherwise, they're not going to. When's the age in Sydney? Is it fourteen years and nine months in New South Wales for a job? Something like that. Yeah, the wait's around that though. Like if you know someone who's got a restaurant, just shove them in early. 
whatever. You know what you do. You get them out to a – is there still a sizzler floating around in like a Penrith or Parramatta or Blacktown? There's, I think there's one left in New South Wales. Not the case up here though. <laughs> Holidays in Queensland, oh. straight to sizzler. I drive past two nearly every day. Not still even Still going f- strong. Oh, yeah. Sizzler's fucking booming here, mate. It's <laughs> Yeah. Good food for good people. Queensland. Well, we haven't got a lot Much of time. Much like Dracula's. Dracula's has reopened on the Goldie. Has it? Yeah. Oh, superb. It's yeah. Themed restaurants, one of my favourite fucking things. Can't even go out at night time in Melbourne. There's a curfew. Yeah. And on the Goldie, Dracula's. Well, all the staff at Dracula's <laughs> just been sitting in there the whole time, haven't they? They can't come out in the daylight. <laughs> Wait for this thing to be over so people can visit them. So um, he appeared on over a dozen times. He's on those talk shows that they love in America. And instantly famous, idle to many who would dearly love to be able to spectacularly just leave their jobs. When realistically, anyone can literally just do that. And at least once in your lives, you should. It's good for you. Mate, I did it out of my first job. What? How'd you do it? Uh, so I worked at a place called Harris Scarf at Werribee Plaza. That's is that like Spotlight, um, Western Suburbs of Melbourne? No, Harris Scarf is like a shit version of Meyer or David Jones. It's like a okay, so like a Povo department exactly store. like Meyer and David Jones now. <laughs> yeah, exactly like David now. But it was uh, when was this? This would have been back two thousand and two, two thousand and three. Here we go. Yeah, I was working at this job for a few months and I ha- I remember I had to go to like a a training for some sports training thing and I'd I'd said to the manager weeks in advance I've got this particular shift where I've got to leave half an hour early to get to this thing and it was like, yep, fine, fine, fine. And then on the day, this was the sort of place, you know, where you could get Manchester electronics, clothing, yeah. and then occasionally there'll be just a thousand juice boxes individual juice boxes in different flavours that are just on sale there. Yeah, it's like a $2 store shit. Williams plates. Yeah. Yeah, weird. But he made me individual. So these are individual juice box, like little Prima things. There were a pallet of each one and I had to set them up. So he wrote on a piece of paper, stack them in this order, purple, orange, blue, green. Yeah. So I stacked them in that order, individual packets. So I took for fucking ever. And there's about 10 minutes to go on the shift and he comes over and goes, Nick, sorry, mate, you're not going to be able to leave on time because I need the purple swapped with the green. Uh, and I went, hold on a sec, and I just pushed all of them over and went, nah, fuck it, and just left. Nice. Never came back. Very nice. Did you pick up your pay? You didn't get paid for your last shift, did you? Probably didn't get paid. I think I was making $6.20 an hour. Right. That's how they get you because you're afraid you're not going to get your money if you tell everyone to get fucked because you, you're always like yeah. a week behind on money. These jobs, yeah, you fucking need it when you're young. But let me tell you, kids, yeah. worth it. Just drop five hundred or whatever you're going to lose, and tell the boss <laughs> and everyone in earshot to get fucked. You won't look when back. I, when I told my dad later, he gave me a high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Mate, I would have been so disappointed if you restacked those. Fuck that bloke. Yeah, he gave him so much warning." He was just being a dickhead. Yeah, yes. Was and he? That, looking back on it, the manager was probably nineteen. You know, where you just. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't realise. Short sleeves manager was he short? Short and bald. There's your fucking problem. Of course, that lines up. What a cunt. <laughs> so, <laughs> Stephen Slater, right? The whole thing's whole thing's humming along beautifully. This uh, this newfound media fame and. 
you know, just a folk hero status until when he copped a reduced charge, he said, yeah, I did it because of long-term drug and alcohol abuse and the stress of looking after my sick mother. So, Oh, come on. Hasn't quite owned it. Drugs and alcohol. Yeah, sick mother. Chuck sick mum in. What have we got? I'm going to have to find another pokies machine. Oh, with this. This yeah. one can't pay out I don't forever. know how you'll do that. There's, there's probably not that many around. Um, <laughs> Mate, hop on hop on my favourite website on Facebook, my favourite Facebook group. I'm sure we've spoken about it on here, pokies, tips, tricks and uh, hints. Wins, wins, tips and tricks, is it? Tips, wins, tricks. tips. Mate, there's a few of them. Oh, I'm on the wins one. I like to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everyone likes a feel-good story every now and then. Mate, one me. of my favourites, somebody did a Facebook Live video, good hour and 50 minutes of them <laughs> slapping. <laughs> do you skim through it or do you watch the whole thing live? <laughs> Mate, now that I'm in lockdown for a couple of weeks, I'm, I may just <laughs> chunk it on the big screen. Oh, sick. How, how do you pull this when your wife walks past behind you and you're watching, <laughs> literally watching some fuckhead just play the pokies for two hours? Doing work for the podcast. Yeah, right. Leave me alone. <laughs> Get out of here, will you? Yeah. <laughs> I need this for my internet show. Yeah. <laughs> How's um like reasoning, like trying to reason about doing stupid shit. I wish he had just said, look, yeah, I'm fucking sick of people. He did, but he also added in the sick mum and the drug and alcohol abuse. But reasoning about stupid shit, I think it's amazing. Like well balanced people whose lives are superb. To a point where they don't have any relationship, work, or social issues, they never find themselves in the news doing something stupid because they don't have to. They've got a great life, and they're simple. <laughs> it is hard. I don't know about your wife, Higgy, but my wife Luch has had a very blessed life. I'm probably the worst thing in it, to be honest. Um, Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Save for some support there from a friend, and I got it. <laughs> Not mincing words. But it is funny to – she's always like, why are you sus of this person? Why are you, you know, oh, what's man. sus about that? All the time. Like I went on – even like less than a day ago, we we're walking through Cooley Shopping Centre and there's a lunatic. Well, you just know the fucking – you know, just talking to himself at top volume sort of shit. Bloke, I'm like, let's get the fuck – let's move. Like just, just be in a bit more of a hurry. Yeah. She's just, you know, casually walking towards the bloke. La-di-da. There's – it's, it's people who've never been bashed. That's how they act. They're just yeah. cruising through life, never been bashed. <laughs> I fucking have by these sorts of people. You think, I'm getting away from this bike. You don't know what's going to happen. You're Conrad Hilton types. Yeah, just nothing bad will ever happen to me. Hasn't no. so far. That's fine. My nose is in place. Yeah. <laughs> and I can breathe through both nostrils correctly. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> You've never heard <laughs> blood comes out one of your ears. <laughs> That'll make you look at the world a bit differently. Yeah. Uh-oh. Slats, our mate Slats, he's, uh, he's avoided serious time by copping a classic plea deal, which involved counselling and substance abuse treatment, plus a 10K fine, plus 25K damages to the blow-up slide. So he's out about 35 Fuck. USD. About fifty thousand Australian. Jesus, that's a. You know what? That is one. Did he ever just do a GoFundMe? Was that around then? I don't. Did that exist in twenty ten? 
oh, he would have he would have made a million bucks doing that. I would have flicked him a fiver, and I fucking hate charity. <laughs> um, he didn't just fade away though. Like he did, he did get something out of it. He uh, he, he ended up with a movie part. Oh, he got a movie part. Yeah, wow, a movie part. Stephen Slater. What was he in? Well, he appeared as Stephen Slater in the 2015 film Larry Gay, Renegade Male Flight Attendant. So wow, that's what we're looking at. He wasn't the star. Like there was a. He was just a very, very small bit part. Looks from the trailer, fucking appalling. I couldn't find <laughs> couldn't find the scene with him in it, stopping well short, of course, of buying the fucking film. But uh, Larry Gay stars, among others, The Fonz, which gives an indication of its cachet. When you see Henry Winkler in a thing like that, I always think he's either got a lot of grandkids and, you know, Happy Days residual checks aren't covering Christmas. Yeah. Or, like a lot of stars, they just go, oh, fucking tax. I knew I forgot something. Yeah. I was too busy following my dreams and not the email <laughs> chain, the ATO. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a bit of Arthur Fonzarelli trivia. Henry Winkler can't ride a motorbike. Oh, what? Never knew how to ride a motorbike. He rode it for about three seconds in the intro to Happy Days, but other than that, it was just fake just sitting on it with, with people running the background around behind him, that sort of shit. Great. You know um, you know Ash Williams? Yes. Comedian Ash Williams, great bloke. Have you heard he, he, had a, he had a great story about he went for an ad, like a Harley Davidson ad over in LA when he was living over there. If you don't know Ash Williams, fucking funny dude, has lived this weird life, like great life, but his stories are insane. Yeah. Because he's one of these guys that's just like, yeah, I'll go there. I'll try that. I'll give this a go. And he looks like a Thor-type character. He went for a Harley Davidson ad and just told everyone the whole time that he could ride a motorbike. And then Jesus. <laughs> he, did he got to the shoot, don't he? <laughs> couldn't do it. Did he put it down? Like, what did he do? No, he just couldn't. He couldn't start it. Fuck. It just fucked. They replaced him. Oh, what a fuckhead. You're a Real fuckhead, good. Ash. Um, <laughs> Henry Winkler, too, he's got a learning disability. Turned out his simpleton yeah. persona and general demeanour was due to dyslexia, <laughs> which he found out when he was oh. 31. Despite this, he has written and published 17 books. So something for everyone in there if you just dare to dream big. Dare to dream, you mean hire a ghostwriter? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, children's books are something that I, I reckon... I reckon you, Nicholas Jeffrey Cody, is probably off. you're probably about Don't. two years away from being a kids author by my reckoning. No, get fucked. I, kn- I knew you were going to bring this up. As soon as you said kids' books, everyone's got them at the minute, <laughs> including... Your mate. Pete Hallier. Your mate. Dave Hughes. Your mate. Cal Wilson. <laughs> They're all... Your mate. And they've got kids' books. This will be right after you get a daytime cooking show. It'll be, oh, what's, a, what's Nick Cody, the lovable rogue, done now? He's only created a children's character for the ages. What'll he do next? Probably this is your life. Oh, you reckon Mike Munro's going to bring out my vice principal? Oh, there'll be someone else. Hey, Mr Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. There'll be oh, someone Mike else. Mike Munro won't be around? No, it'll probably be fucking you in a blazer <laughs> with your comb over. <laughs> The opposite of this is your life. There should be a show called Your Mate and people get wheeled out and just everyone that they've ever annoyed or has been shit to them or they've fought. <laughs> Remember this neighbour whose house you egged because he kept playing music late? Well, he, your mate, is your mate. <laughs> so, What is going on with kids' books? There's, sort of, there's some cash grab there, isn't there? Of course. 
Yeah, it's gross. Is it one of those things where you go, all right, there, there's comedians or actors or musos or whatever that you liked growing up and now you've got your own kids, so if they release a book, you go, oh, fuck it, I'll buy that. To be fair, they're, they're all the same. I don't, they can't be hard to write. I think I've read two or three decent ones yeah. out of the hundreds that I would have read. Oh, there's shit. It's a formula. You're pretty much, you know, everyone goes to bed at the end, fucking carnivores are friends with herbivores, that sort of shit. <laughs> now, what the fuck? You, you look through it and go, this is yeah. bullshit, man. But, yeah, there's a definite formula. Yeah. And everyone goes to sleep at the end. They're a certain length that, you know, you don't want to have your kid up for fucking 20 minutes when you, you put can, them down for 10. You can also tell if it's a classic kid's book or a new age kid's book because the new age kid's book sometimes like diabetes is a superpower. Yeah. You go, well, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is written now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when your kid's a bit older, they're things like, they, it's it's good and bad. Like, they're, they're very confused about a few fucking modern social issues at the age yeah. of three or four. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why is everyone fat and all that sort of thing? You're like, oh, well, that's how things are sometimes, mate. You know, not all of us have horses yeah. in the house. <laughs> Welcome to the world. <laughs> so when's your kids' book coming out, Eggy? I don't know. I'm not doing fucking kids' books, mate. Oh, it's, that's, that's a disgrace. I, I think on, that you've is. You've got pencils. You've already got fucking grey leads. Why don't you just go one step further? <laughs> At least colour color pencils and a colouring in book. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> and they, they, oh, we better wind up, man. St- Stephen Slater, oh, though. Let's get all. back on him. He's um, mm. one of my heroes of life. He, these days, Stephen lives in San Diego, California, and works for a hotel. They strap back into the fucking frying pan. This guy. Although. Now he is an author. <laughs> His book, Wing Walking, a memoir, went to number one with a bullet on Amazon's travel and aviation category, which I don't know how many, you know, whatever, but number one. Stephen himself heard the news of his number one best-selling book status while in Ikea eating meatballs. Really makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> Where were you? Yeah. <laughs> Where was I when I heard Stephen Slater's fucking book became number one? I was in this very cupboard. Why is it called wing walking instead of fucking drink sliding? That's what he did that was popular. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, at least he's stuck. He's talking about the thing that he did. Oh, yeah, the you know, memoir. He's not, yeah. Yeah. It's not as if he's used that to try and pivot into a cookbook or a fitness app. Well, no, that's probably... You know, a couple of bankruptcies from now, it'll be a children's book. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't mind reading it, actually. I hope the memoir's got some fucking sticking it to customers' stories in it, not just the one day culminating in the best day of his life, of course. But, you know, they mu- he must have done some shit to customers. I'm out. Well, you know what, Heggy? You said you can't be bothered buying that movie, but good news. I've got 12 days left in quarantine. I'm going to watch that fucking movie. You're going to watch Larry Gay? I'm going to watch Larry Gay. Oh, man. Can I get... Over the next couple episodes, I'll give you a nice review. Sick. I want a sort of five-minute review at the next episode. Thanks very much for listening in to another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Um, fuck, that was good fun. Yeah, cool, That man. was good fun. The flight attendants, good people. Stephen Slater, absolute hero to everybody that works in the sky. Um, we love you, champ. We can't wait to watch your film. As we said, midflightbrawl.com. We've got merch there. Get amongst it. Thanks for the people that have bought it so far. Heggy, you've got shows coming up? I do, actually. This weekend I've got uh, two shows at the Fritzenberger in Brisbane. 7 o'clock sold right. out. 
the uh, Twilight Show, 6pm. That's still got some tickets available if you're in Brisbane. Good uh, thing about Brisbane, sun goes down at about quarter past three. Yeah, so that's going to be... It's fucking mad, isn't it? I'd, I'd forgotten about that. A lot of things are exactly like I left it. It's always like 5.30 all year round. It's sundown. Yeah. The Pretty sun good. works the same since you were here last time. Well... It's not a big shock. No, but there's, <laughs> there's no daylight savings because a couple yeah. of Joe Bjorki Peterson's mates used to get the stiffy on the morning train, so they outlawed it. <laughs> But I'm I, looking for I'm counting down until I'm out of here back doing gigs. I'm gonna jet ski out. I'm gonna jet ski down the elevator out into the lobby. <laughs> I'll be picked up in a triple M rock patrol, grab an icy cold can of Coke, yeah. and it's freedom, baby. No more masks. The virus doesn't work here. Nah. Unkilled it. All right, mate. I'll uh I'll see you next week. Hey, and thanks everyone for your nice reviews. We finally had a one star review, Heggy. Oh yeah, I saw it. Very good. I we like saw it. it. Had a one-star review. I don't want to give the person too much shit, but uh, it whiffed of somebody attempting to be more intelligent than they are. That's all I'll say about their comment. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was a bit of space, comma, space, which as soon as I see that, that is, yeah. you are a dead shit. At least my my sort of my confl- complaints forms are still going pretty strong. And, and as, Yeah, you're as getting a, them? I am. Not that many because I'm not doing any gigs really, but this, this must have garnered some complaints. People find me and complain. And because I like to give a bit back to society, there's a COVID special where they're free at the moment. You don't have to pay the usual dollar oh. for a complaint. Yeah, and you go to the yeah, I am, and they're going to the um to the multi choice uh, survey, and a couple of people just not filling it out. Like in the give us your email address oh. it, uh, question, which they don't have to fill out. I'm just getting a bit of fuck you, buddy. You suck. I hate you. <laughs> that sort of thing. And then they don't bother to fill out the questions. Like man, you oh. missed the. You missed the point. I'm trying to get some pie, pie charts happening and uh, get to the bottom of what upsets people the most and who they're offended of, of you know, who they're on behalf of whom are they offended. I can't find that out if you're going to do shit like that, so fill it out properly. It's only about two minutes. Mate, thanks again. Thanks, everyone, for your reviews and your likes and everything and telling your mates about it. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you next week. There, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 